Welcome to Hunting Land. If you like to stay up to date on hunting tactics, land management, land values, and land market dynamics, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joe Baia, co-hosting here this week with my buddy Clint Flowers. Clint, how's turkey season wrapping up for you guys? We had a successful hunt last week, but it's been both eventful and uneventful from a turkey standpoint the last week or so. We've heard a lot of gobbles, but haven't been able to get on one, but it, you know, it definitely feels like it's winding down. You know, I've always wondered in past years, like, why we quit hearing gobbles. And, you know, it, it seems like it can be one week, it can be awesome. You go back the next week and it's dead. And and I've always assumed it was just a, the habits of the turkey, you know, that they were they were doing something different that didn't require them to gobble very much, like they were with a, close to their hens or um, maybe it was getting to the end of the season and they were, you know, you hear people say they're gobbled out. Uh, you hear that a lot. And I saw a really interesting thing this week on social media, and I can't remember which state it was out of, but it was, a eastern, it was an eastern wild turkey that they'd put a, a transmitter on, been able to track his roost locations for a long time. And a hunter killed him, and they were able to go back and look at that turkey's roost locations. And in a given spring, that turkey was roosting five miles, up to five miles apart from one roost location to the other. So I think a lot of times we think these turkeys are, you hear people say they're hinned up or they're gobbled out. I think in reality, they're just not on your property anymore. Yeah, it definitely feels that way. Uh, we didn't hear any in the distance this morning. I mean, so it wasn't just not on our property. It was nowhere for miles. And, and you know where we hunt, you know, with all that water and flat bottom, they're within any kind of remote distance. You can hear them. Yeah, no doubt. And then you were hunting down in the, in the southern part of the state, Baldwin County, and you had birds gobbling everywhere and sign everywhere and and so this and same thing i had down here in florida i I had birds gobbling their heads off this weekend and so it's not over with it's just uh you're not not hearing anything you probably just don't have any turkeys yeah so it's kind of hot and cold yeah no doubt well man let's uh let's get into this week I'm, i'm excited about this week this week's show is brought to you by alabama black belt adventures and their new coffee table book black belt bounty Black Belt Bounty is a literary work of art and it celebrates the rich traditions of hunting and fishing that are so deeply embedded in the lives of those who are fortunate to enjoy the outdoors in the Alabama's Black Belt. It features award-winning writers, photography, and recipes from some of Alabama's nationally recognized celebrity chefs. You can pick up your copy at alabamablackbeltadventures.org slash blackbeltbountybook. All right, guys, this week on Hunting Land, we're going to be learning how to use GIS to sell or buy land without wasting a lot of the time and money that it takes to put together a solid platform. This week, we're going to be talking to Tyler Van Meter, and Tyler is the director of GIS for National Land Realty, and he's got a unique requirement in that he's guiding over 300 GIS data and land professionals and effectively using multiple complicated GIS technologies to help our sellers and buyers identify the unique buyers and properties they are looking for. So Tyler, welcome to Huntland, man. Tell us a little bit more about your role at National Land Realty. All right. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Yeah, I've, I've been a lifelong uh, GIS professional, uh, really exploring the, the new frontiers, we call it, of locational intelligence. And that includes the outdoor and land services industry. Uh, over the past uh, 17 to 18 years, I've uh, really gained a lot of experience in data collection, project management, spatial analyst tools uh, to build what we consider innovative, flexible, user-friendly GIS solutions. I uh, coordinate with a diverse network of professionals, including uh, landowners, real estate agents, 
aquatic service providers, habitat developers, engineering firms, government agencies, and uh, to plug in the most pressing problems affecting the land services industry and the newest technologies being developed to address them. So what that all means is uh, really I enjoy creating uh, tailor-made data-driven solutions that uh, deliver immediate value for our clients. So the, the approach is a more of an agile approach. And, and what we're doing is we're bridging the gap between clients, the technical personnel, and executives to help build that solid client relationship. To me, the most exciting part of the, of the job is being able to see the, the buyer, be able to find that property they're looking for, whether it's their dream property for hunting and fishing, or uh, someone who's looking to make a, a great investment property or purchase. And that's, that's the most exciting part part of the, of the job. My, my current role as, as director of GIS at uh, National Land Realty is providing uh, design leadership, mentoring to our team members uh, involved in developing applications. I manage 600 GIS projects per year for agents and clients, overseeing internal GIS data development, uh, as well as develop back-end internal GIS mapping applications using uh, JavaScript, Python scripting, and then uh, also the lead role on Land Tour 360, which is our uh, property visualization and engagement tool, um, as well as LandBase, which is our free data system optimizing SEO and driving website visitors to our site. And that's all part of our data transparency initiative, which means what we're trying to do is, is bring the data to the people. And how that works is, we're not hiding the data behind a firewall. We're not, we're not hoarding the data. We're listening to our clients. And what they have told us very clearly is we expect to be able to find out certain information and do a lot of research on our own. So we provide them the, the data and the tools to do that on our website. We're really excited about where that's heading uh, in the future. So uh, my, my role is uh, it's a, a very uh, exciting role at NLR. and We, we, we love building, building tools that, that make a difference for people. Well, I don't think any man would disagree that we all love looking at maps. I think that's one thing we can we can all share. And we use those every single day in this line of business. It's very important to what we do. So for anybody that's maybe new to GIS, just, just explain what it is in a nutshell. Absolutely. And, you know, when people ask me what I do for a living, my answer is, Usually with some hesitation, I'll say uh, I'm a GIS mapping person. And then always, nine times out of ten, I'll get the blank stare of confusion. Everyone uses it, but they don't realize it. So, you know, GIS is around us every day in our lives. Um, but like I said, most people have no idea what it is and what it does. So uh, kind of a quick overview of what, of what GIS is and how it's used. Uh, GIS stands for Geographic Information System. And that's probably no less confusing than just GIS. So what is it? It's a software program that lets individuals visualize, query, analyze, interpret location-based data to understand relationships, patterns, and trends. Okay? You know, what's, so what's a couple of examples how we may, may see this um, in real life? Well, uh, let's say you're looking for a restaurant on the Google Maps app on your smartphone and locate the nearest options. And then selecting one and then getting the directions from your current location. That is GIS in action. 
or you're using a Uber to go find a find a ride to your to that same restaurant. Same deal. That's that's uh, GIS in action. It's it's all around us. It's everywhere. You know these systems are used in many industries, but in the land industry, GIS serves as a tool to better help land buyers, landowners, and investors find the perfect property. And you know we we talk a lot about goals. land buyers, uh, yeah. but we use right. we use it with with our landowners as well. So let, let's talk a little bit about some of the problems somebody would encounter if they were going to go and try to sell or buy a very specific type of property. So from the land buyer perspective, not every, just because they've decided to buy a property doesn't mean that that property is on the market right now. So they're, they're usually unable to, you know, to find something that has a very specific thing they want. So Clint, what, what are some of the things that, that folks are asking you for specifically? They say, I want this. And it's not out there, and then you're going and using GIS to locate those things. It's typically a combination of things, and, and you know, they want good access, they want road frontage. Sometimes that's paved or dirt, just frontage. But typically, they're going to want proximity to utilities, water feature, you know, certain features, whether it be soil types, topography, wants or needs there, whether they want a rolling track or a flat track, things like that. It's, it's rarely just one thing. Uh, and that's what, you know, makes this puzzle so hard to put together many times is, is, you know, that perfect combination is out there, but it may not necessarily be for sale. So, you know, we've got to put in a lot of legwork and time and so do they and, and a lot of patience to, to wait on it. You know, so we're, we're always looking for a way to speed that process up. And a lot of times you hear about properties that you see it sell, you know, as a, as a buyer, you see this property sell and you think, man, I, that's, that's exactly what I was looking for. And you never even had a chance at it. A lot of some, a lot of the best properties are arm's length transa- transactions. You know, they're being, somebody's reaching out to that landowner and they see what that property is and they're, they're just offering to buy it, whether it's on the market or not. So you miss out on a lot of those opportunities if you're just waiting for things to hit the market. But the big thing I see what you're saying, Clint, is, is it's just a, it's such a complex problem. People may want 10 different things out of their property. So Tyler, what's possible when it comes to filtering and finding the right property? What are some of the things that you're able to use to filter out properties that don't fit? Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. And as Clint mentioned, you know, today's land buyers are very specific in what they require. So they're not just going to their real estate agent with questions and general ideas. They, they usually know exactly what they're looking for. So that process usually starts with a conversation. And then you're going to talk to your land professional. What they're going to do is, is they're, going to, they're going to collect the buyer's criteria, uh, which, as Clint mentioned, can be any sort of number of components. You could be, you know, what's the acre range, the location, the soil productivity, land use, the, you know, hydrography, the floodplain information topography, all sorts of data sets that are out there, um, as well as the different type of land uses that are going on. So any amount of data sets are available. What we do is we'll, we'll plug them into our, into our GIS system that we've, that we've built. Uh, we have our own customized algorithms created based on uh, different parts of the country and using different data sources. So this is, this is a, a project here that's been built to scale. And we kind of use that local expertise, but also have a, have a process in place that can handle all these large data sets to be able to spit out properties that, that may fit. You know, an example of this is, a good example is kind of showing the, the, you know, the needle in the haystack type approach. 
And what we're trying to do is make this process as simple as possible. You know, we want to save the client's time and make it uh, as clean and efficient as possible. And we're constantly looking at developing our in-house tools to provide that, that opportunity for them. So we, you know, we recently had a, an, an agent, a client, was a, an outdoor recreational business owner. He was looking for a property. This is a very specific use case here to expand his operation. So he needed 100 to 150 acres of at least 80% of the property cleared. And he also needed 20 acres minimum of fairly flat to gently rolling pasture that was not in a floodplain or marshy bottomland for the building site. And the property also had to be 30 minutes or less drive time from his home address. So those are all factors that we were able to plug in to our GIS. Um, we used multiple different data sources, uh, including the USDA, FEMA, uh, data from the state, uh, as well as our parcel data that we have internally. And then we used a 30-minute drive time calculations um, as well. So what did that all lead to? Well, just the 30-minute the drive time in of itself started off with 30,000 parcels in that target area. So you're looking at that. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of work to try to dig through if you're a land professional. Time we, we put in all the factors. So we went in and we took that 30,000, ran it through our GIS. We were able to narrow it down to 163 matches. So that is a much more manageable list of properties to go through. We then created a web application with the data associated with it to share with the client. Our land professional was able to sit down with our client to review each of those 163 matches on our web app. And then they were able to pick which ones they wanted to target. At that point, our agent was able to reach out via our marketing to the landowners to see if they were interested in selling their property. So that just kind of shows the, the scope of these projects when you're looking at the, the needle in the haystack concept, um, how we're able to really drill down and, and, and help out our our buyers and sellers. It's it's interesting to listen to you give that story because it ties in a lot of other shows we've done here. I mean, we've done shows on on timber where, you know, a big component of timber is proximity to sawmills and soils. Uh, we've done shows on growing quality deer and quality turkeys and, and having good quail habitat and things like that. And you know, one of the big things that you always hear the experts recommend is being mindful of who your neighbors are and what they're doing. And just about every show we've ever done on any kind of habitat management or food plots or anything to do with wildlife management, it almost always ends up relating back to the soil that's that's existing. You know, you can manage wildlife, but but the soil is predetermined so much of what you're able to do. And what you're telling me right there is that we can go in with, with criteria like that and say, look, I want something within three hours of my house. It needs to have soils that are capable of producing, you know, timber at this level or, or crops at this level within this distance to, to processing facilities for whether it's for whatever kind of commodity is on the property. And then you can even go in further and look at who the neighbors are and what are the tracks like that, that are around you. That's unbelievable, Clint. I mean, you you've used this quite a bit. You've been able to use this uh, for quite a quite a few clients. Yeah, we've hit a, a wide array. I mean, we've had situations where we had a sugarcane farmer out of Mississippi that wanted to retire to South Florida, but he he still wanted to have a sugarcane farm. He just wanted to be closer to family. So his condition of the sale, do the exchange, was to find a sugarcane farm in South Florida. Uh, he used a tap program for that. 
it knocked it out of the park, completed both transactions on both sides. He, everybody was just thrilled. It, it took dramatically less time than anybody could have imagined on the buyer and seller side just because of the distance between the two locations. They just think, well, it'll take us forever to find that. And I think it was within a few months it was done and closed. We've done, you know, I'm typically the rural real estate guy for, for timber and ag and, and hunting property, same way you are, but I have a client in the liquor business and we they were looking for a bourbon manufacturing facility location in Kentucky. And this is for a big brand that we've all heard of. You know, so we put this to work for them. And I think we found 10 locations that work. And every time we've done this, the results have had, you know, as long as the criterion from the, from the client is as thorough as it needs to be, uh, we have seen a 90 to 95% accuracy on every set of results, you know, from, from running the TAP program. Uh, the most recent one for the, from our more standard properties was a uh, buyer that wanted a thousand, 2000 acres uh, in the Alabama black belt, you know, wanted good access water feature and within a certain range of, of Auburn, he was trying to be able to go tailgate and come back to the property. And so we actually got the client to draw the polygon that he wanted. So we knew we had the area right. And then he gave us the remaining criterion and, and Tyler and his team built that into the uh, search and, and, yeah, it's a similar story to what he said before. We had so many results, we started having to come up with more criteria and to drill down further. Um, but needless to say, he went from what we thought was going to be a two to three year project. He had has now owns almost two thousand acres inside of that polygon. You know, within six months or less. That's so awesome. But I, you know, we use this a lot with buyers, and it's it's easy to think about the ways that and the potential the possibilities that are out there for buying land, but we use this for sellers as well. Cause I mean, a lot of times when you're selling a, a unique property, getting the best price is about finding the right buyer, not necessarily any buyer. How do you use this Clint when you, when you've got a property that's unique and, and you know, it's going to take the right kind of buyer to get the, the value that the seller wants. How do you use the GIS platform that we have to, help you in marketing and advertising that property? You want to find people with similar interests. So I call it reverse prospecting. So we look for landowners of properties like that, uh, either regionally or nationwide, and we make sure that they're aware of it. And first we locate them, make sure the profile fits, and then we do a notification effort, you know, whether that's a letter, postcards, phone calls, text, whatever the case may be these days. And what, typically falls out of that is either they are an interested buyer or they know somebody that is likely an interested buyer. The easiest example for me is landowners of equestrian properties. Uh, that's highly specialized, you know, very specific criterion for people like that. And they are typically very passionate about it. Uh, so if we've got an equestrian farm, horse farm that we're trying to sell, then we want to make sure that everybody that owns a farm like that, you know, really nationwide, is aware of it. So what this does is it provides us an opportunity to get it in front of those people quickly. Clint, you know, what I'm hearing you say is that finding similar landowners is a big part of reverse prospecting for folks that are wanting to sell their land, especially if it's a really unique property like a, a high-end horse farm, a high-end recreational property like a quail hunting property. Tyler, how many landowners have you guys reached out to? Because you've got what, every landowner's contact in the country now? Yes, we do. We have uh, our our database includes every every single one, every landowner in the country. So we're able to to reach out to anybody 
who matches the criteria as, as Clint mentioned previously. So what that means is through our experience of sending millions and millions of marketing collateral over the past decade is we're able to fine tune that message regionally to really target what resonates well with the local market. And uh, we've been very successful through trial and error over the last decade of, of being able to, to do that. So we're, we're doing it in a respectful manner of what works. How does, that, how does the message get across positively to the landowner? And then ultimately what that does, that leads to that strong relationship with the client and agent. And then we you know, transition that into, into uh, sales and, and leads for our, for our team. Well, I mean, it's an overwhelming amount of data that you're dealing with coming from multiple data sources. And, and having to put that together into something that's able to be used. But even if somebody is able to go get, I mean, that data is out there, right? They can go get that data. But once they get it back and they, even if they are able to identify that landowner that, uh, who has that property they're wanting to buy, or, or if they're a landowner and they're, they're ad- able to identify that potential buyer, then you got to know what to say. And it changes through in different parts of the country, right? Absolutely. And that's, that is the, the key point in all of this is you can go out and find something, bring it in-house, do it yourself. Uh, but then the next, the next challenge is, okay, now what do I do with it? And that's where, you know, through our, through our team, we've really fine-tuned that process. And, and like I said, it's, it's, a, it's something that works very well for our, for our clients regionally. And we've spent a lot of time trial and error of building that rapport with our local landowners. Clint, we're talking about how to find the right buyer for a unique property. If you're a seller and you want to do some reverse prospecting, uh, using GIS is a pretty good way to do that. But what about what about on the buyer side? You know, I know I run across plenty of sellers who say, yeah, I'll sell my property, but you're not going to like the price. You, you, do you run into that some? We do a lot. Uh, you've got several categories. You've got the people who uh, are kind of test you and, you know, see how much they can get out of you. You've got the people that, you know, I don't care what you offer me. I'm never going to sell. And that's fine. I understand perspective. I own some land like that. And then you've got the people that are just thrilled to hear from you, you know, that you're really solving a problem for them that, you know, they were just looking into the stars, hoping that that problem could get solved. And lo and behold, here you are. And, you know, they're just thankful to hear from you. You know, no matter what you're trying to use GIS for, whether you're a buyer or seller, uh, it's definitely got a place for you. But Tyler, this data that you guys are compiling is publicly available stuff. I mean, it's not like I can go out and find this stuff, right? Absolutely. This is uh, the data that you're finding is all out there. It doesn't require uh, top secret access. You can either access it for free or you'll pay a price, sometimes a very hefty price, but it is, it is available. The challenge, of course, um, this is where you know, I've spent almost two decades now in this field. And based on the experience I found is that the challenge you get is you've got multiple disparate sources that you're putting together. Uh, the data is expensive. And then you need to aggregate all that data of those disparate sources together and it can be difficult to use. So really when it comes down to it, unless you have a, a team in place or a true business reason for trying to handle something like this, uh, it's just much better to, to let the someone who's got this in-house to handle it for you. 
All right, folks, let's take a quick break, and we're going to hear from one of our sponsors. Building an AR-10 or AR-15 can be a daunting task. Choosing every individual component of the firearm is something that prevents most people from ever getting started. At Bay County Armory, they guide you on choosing which components you want based on the type of task you're trying to tackle. Don't let the feeling of overwhelm stop you from having the exact AR-10 or AR-15 you want. Give Bay County Armory a call at 850-832-2238. Check them out online at baycountyarmory.com. All right, and we're back. This week, we're learning how to use GIS to sell or buy a property without all the cost and the time wasted. And we got Tyler Van Metering here with us with National Land Realty. Tyler, before the break, you know, we were talking about the data sources, you know, how expensive they are. And, and also the fact that you're having to aggregate these different data sources and, and pull them into a tool that you've built to be able to use them effectively. And that's one awesome thing, when it, whether you're buyer or seller, is you know being able to utilize that to help you buy or sell your property. But one of the other cool things that we've been able to do uh, and use, use our TAP program, use GIS for, is, is valuation. We get a lot of questions almost every day. Folks want to know, what is my land worth? So tell us a little bit about how you use GIS to, to help our team value properties. Sure. So we have a, an experienced group, data and GIS pros on our team, and they are continually scouring the country, bringing in all sorts of sources of data. Uh, we're building one comprehensive database internally. And this proprietary database includes parcel information, hundreds of thousands of comparable sales land classification data, and much more. And what we've done is we've taken out all of the residential and commercial properties that don't really have an impact on land. Our objective here is, is to be the source for land sales. So what this does is by using this algorithm that we've created, taking all these data inputs, we're able to allow our land professionals to quickly identify tracks uh, through our own system that will be a what we consider a comparable sale to what you're looking to either buy or sell so we're going through and not only finding a needle in the haystack on the properties that you're trying to buy but we're also taking the land sales and really putting a lot of focus on trying to figure out what differentiates uh, 160 acres that's that's to your neighbor and the 160 acres that's on the other side of your neighbor and trying to say okay what is it that makes those two different, what makes them the same, identifying those features, and then being able to build a program that takes in all that information to be able to get a, a true valuation of what your property is worth. And once again, like everything else we say, that's the starting point. You also need to have the local land professional, um, such as the guys at the NLR, who can go through there and help you understand what each of these results mean. You know, it, it's probably the most challenging aspect of what we do is is land valuation because every single piece is different. It's not like we've got a neighborhood with a hundred tract homes and, and they're all ranging two thousand to three thousand square feet and selling for hundred and fifty dollars square foot. It's it's every single property is different, even if they share a boundary line. And being able to use this to cut down that time and get the right price on a property that we're selling is it doesn't matter if you're overpricing a property or you underprice a property, you are costing yourself money 
no matter which one you do. If you, if you overprice it, you're going to cost yourself time as it sits on the market and doesn't sell. And if you underprice it, that's, that's pretty easy to see how that's going to cost you money. So that's, that's awesome. And it makes our jobs a lot, lot easier to be able to use that. But what about, what about like mitigation properties, Tyler? Are y'all using this for folks that are wanting to take advantage of conservation easements and opportunity zones and things like that? We certainly are. Uh, the mitigation projects, conservation easements, also larger buyers looking for specific properties um, are becoming more and more pronounced. And I think the reason for that is we have a lot of clients who are understanding the true value of what we're able to provide them. And just imagine the amount of time and effort being spent manually going through and trying to locate a property when you can take criteria that may be established from the government or uh, local uh, authorities on, on a mitigation project. And then we simply take that and plug that into our GIS. And we are able to then uh, create a list uh, that we can share uh, as an interactive map, uh, a web app uh, with, the, with the data. So it's essentially a scorecard of properties that we can share with our, with our clients. And this just saves them an unreal amount of time. And really what it comes down to is time when, you, when you're looking at these mitigation projects and things like this that are, that are very time sensitive. Uh, it's important that the, the uh, client is able to identify the opportunity and then be able to act on the opportunity before somebody else does. So this, is, this has been a, a major advantage for our clients uh, working with our land professionals to uh, create these, these GIS platforms. Well, not only that, I, I see the same with mitigation, but with 1031 exchanges, you know, you've got a limited window that you're able to either buy a new property or in the case of a reverse, sell your property. And so that, that's one, one way I see it. If you're, if you're looking at trying to do a 1031, you know, you come in and use our GIS platform to identify the property that you want to buy purchase, get that property under contract, and then reverse into a 1031 with your existing property. And that takes so much of that pressure. That's not a fun place to be in, is it, Clint, whenever you uh, you have to buy a property? No. I w- was in that spot last fall, and the night before the expiration of my 45th day, the expiration of the identification period, uh, one of the sellers called me and said, you know what? I've decided not to sell. And compl- I had hours to try to fill that gap, and I couldn't. I deal with them constantly for clients and for myself, but it, it never fails that they're just an extremely stressful process. So if you are going to enter one, you, you want to try to do it with precision. And, and this is a great tool for that. Tyler, the cost of setting this up, how much money are you guys having to spend and how much have you spent? Just give me some ballparks on what it takes to actually do this. Sure. Yeah. If, if you're looking at doing a, a true GIS department within your company, uh, you're going to be well within the, the six-figure number by the time you look at the data, the hosting, the computer software, the uh, salaries, contract workers, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be costly. And even if you're looking on getting into a one-off project, your costs are going to get to the tens of thousands of dollars very quickly by the time you count in all the resources and data that you're using for your project. So if I come to National Land and, and I want to put together, whether it's my dream hunting property uh, or a development project, or I'm looking for a specific type of, it could be a horse farm, it could be really anything. I mean, we learned that from you 
what's that going to cost me? I mean, if I, if I want to come through national land and do it. It's not going to cost you anything. What we're going to do is we'll be able to work with your local land professional and find out information on what you're looking for. And we take it from there. We'll handle all the, the vetting of the properties and narrow that list down. And then your land professional will meet with you and, and discuss the results and how we can move forward to tackle that, that project and find your property. Well, Tyler, it sounds like you guys have got the GIS team running smoothly. Y'all are doing some really cool things. Anything on the horizon? Any big projects you're working on that you want to tell us about or give us a little little sneak peek? Sure. We are uh, very close to launching our brand new nationalland.com website. And uh, we're very excited with how that's going to turn out for the public. And this is part of our, like I said, our data transparency initiative, which means how do we provide information to the clients. Uh, we're, we're listening to the clients. Uh, what is it that they want? And, you know, we're trying to build on that agent-client relationship. And part of that is going to be heavy on the GIS side on the new NLR uh, website. We're going to be providing uh, parcel data information free of charge, the most robust land sales database anywhere, once again, free of charge. We want you to come to the site and make educated decisions on your buying and selling process. And then, of course, we're going to put you in touch with a great land professional uh, who can help you uh, seal the deal. Tyler, we sure enjoyed having you today, man. It, you've definitely taught us a lot, and you, y'all are, you guys are constantly innovating and, and developing new cool tools for us to play with out in the field. We definitely appreciate you and appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Joe and Clint. Uh, it was my pleasure, and looking forward to keeping the, the GIS industry moving forward. Clint, you know, most of these tools have been here since I came on at National Land. I mean, they're constantly, like I said earlier, they're constantly innovating. And I feel really lucky to have started out my my career having access to all these things because nobody else has it. Not at the level that we've got. I mean, this is this is some intense stuff when you look at what these guys are doing. Yeah. I mean, you, you heard last week I was talking to a recruit and, he, you know, he kind of came out of left field and said, you know, I've been in the land business 10 years and, and I just realized that my, my old company was a flip phone and national land's a smartphone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. You know, I mean, gone are the days when it comes to this and the cool thing about it, it doesn't cost anything and you get a local guy. That, that's the other point to all this is that, you know, it's one thing to sit there and look at aerial photography and pull in all this data and you can say, look at these parcels around me and look at what they sold for and all that. But you know, you still got to go down there and look at that property and realize, Oh, wait a minute, they got a beaver problem or go down there and realize wait a minute, they got some beetles. You know, there's some issues that you're never going to be able to replace boots on the ground and some local knowledge. Well, on the flip side, I mean, not just the negative, what can't be seen at that bird's eye level is the, current activity that's happening on the ground. So let's say they're dragging sewer down the road in front of that. It's going to completely change the use or building a school within a mile of there. You know, those are the right. things that the, that the local experts know that Tyler and his team, they'd be able to see once it's established, but they can't see the, the ground being broken for that right, right now. So the combination of the two is just a strength that can't be replaced. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we've all talked to that landowner who says, well, you know, so-and-so down the road, four miles sold his property for $10,000 an acre. So that's what I want. 
And uh, it's just not the same. You know, it might be within driving distance, but just because he sold his for that doesn't mean that you're going to get that. And, and vice versa, a lot of times folks, you know, say, oh, man, I'd never pay that much for a piece of land. Well, it just depends on what's there, right? I mean, <laughs> if, yeah, it, if I mean, it's, it's – everything you know, is uh, – everything's different. Yeah, when you use the reverse prospecting tool, you can find the people that already have paid that much for that kind of land and, and make sure they're aware of it because yours might be the next one for them. And, you know, being able to, to point that GIS weapon, as I call it, kind of full, that laser – forward and and in reverse is is you know pivotal tool for both you know selling and buying not just you know it's, it's not just a, a one-sided thing it's it's a tool that can really be used versatile throughout our business all right folks well i hope you all have learned a lot about how we use gis to help us save time and and save money uh whether we're selling land or or helping someone buy land. And if you're interested in learning more about the National Land Realty TAP program and how it can help you achieve your land goals, you can reach out to us at pros at landhunting.com. That's P-R-O-S at landhunting, no G, dot com. That's going to wrap it up this week. Thanks as always for listening. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Drop us a review. Let us know what you'd like to hear more about. Uh, we love to hear some listener questions you can send those to us via email or you can hit us up on facebook and be sure to follow our facebook page we're going to be showing some examples of the tap program and some of the results we've had from it you'll definitely want to check those images out appreciate you guys listening we'll talk to you again soon this week's Hunland podcast is brought to you by the Alabama Ag Credit. Buying real property isn't the same as buying in town. If you're in the market to purchase your own piece of paradise or need an operating line for your farm, give our friends at Alabama Ag Credit a call. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, they can help you with everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes natural resources need financial resources. And while some lenders don't get it, they do. Learn more by visiting alabamaagcredit.com. And also brought to you by Bay County Armory. Building an AR-10 or AR-15 can be a daunting task. Don't let the feeling of overwhelm stop you from having the exact AR you want. Give Bay County Armory a call at 850-832-2238. And also brought to you by Wildlife Management Solutions. The experts at Wildlife Management Solutions can guide you on selecting the best forage for your soils and goals. So give them a call at 877-400-8089 or check out their website with more information and a full dealer list at productsforwildlifemanagement.com.